1: To the Wretched Ramblers Podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I am one third of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Black Panta, aka Y'all niggas is wildin', aka Don't Be Weird on Air Internet. And as usual, I'm joined by my friend and the real reason that y'all tune in on this podcast. Hey, we
2: back. It's your girl, Candace, aka London the Mommy. <coughs> There's London. AKA I don't cute. Um God damn! I'm glad we made it to the weekend, formerly known as Intense Desire, and we actually have a lot to cover today, I'm excited, um, it's, true. it's 70 degrees in Denver, know that, All right. Okay. right now it is,
1: it is a smooth, uh, it is a smooth 62 here in Atlanta, Georgia,
2: nice, uh, that's hoodie weather, ah! yes, right, nice
1: yes, more. yes. Um And this is a Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday. Uh, we usually record on Fridays, but like Candace said, it's been a week. Um, niggas needed a mental health day. But we are here. We bike. And we are ready to talk about this week in reality TV because a lot happened. And um, also, I got a small, slight rant about my dumbass state. But... Uh, <laughs> But, but uh, let me pay the bills right quick. You are listening to a CSPN media podcast presentation. You can go to our website, CSPN.us, and click that podcast tab and listen to every episode of Ratchet Ramblings under the Ratchet Ramblings tab. Um, we appreciate everybody that listens to old shows. Um, we appreciate everybody that participates with us when we live tweet. Um I know we've been kind of slipping with that. Um, we apologize, but, you know, shit be happening. <laughs> um, um, but we appreciate everybody that's, uh, that uses the hashtag, um, and we also appreciate everybody that supports us and as well as the, CS- uh, the CSPN network as a whole. And a big way to do that is to go to that Keep Our Podcast Free tab and shop with all of our many sponsors. Um, and every purchase that you make through our website with our sponsors, it will give um, Classic a portion of the proceeds, um, our CEO and boss man and that keeps the lights on and bandwidth and all that all that CEO CEO shit that Classic be doing I don't know what the hell Klesser be doing but he makes it possible for all of our shows on the network to be free and also makes it free so for you the listeners so you won't have to pay to listen to my country ass sound like a fighter jet built from scratch so yeah thank Found you everybody all,
2: the fat back with some cornbread.
1: all right all right
2: I remember the first time I heard Jeremy's voice. <laughs> I was not ready. First of all, at this point, you've all seen the picture of Jeremy, and handsome young man as he may be, Jeremy does not look like he should have this voice. Like when I listen, when I hear Jeremy's voice. I always think that somebody, some real like a nigga that's like six three, three hundred and fifty seven pounds and seven ounces with, with a with a bald head and, like, bad tattoos or something. So...
1: So a Q, basically.
2: Yeah. Um, I ain't gonna (laughs) say it. I was gonna say a brand, but I ain't gonna be disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) Great minds, friend. Great minds. We're doing amazing.
1: Thank you so Um, much. Your support means everything.
2: But in the grand scheme of things, Jeremy has a radio voice. Like, and that is uh, awesome. Like, Jeremy has to keep podcasting no matter what becomes of any of the shows, he has to keep doing it because he has one of those perfect voices for podcasting. And so, yeah. Well, I
1: I appreciate that, friend. I do. Thank you so much. Your support means everything. (laughs) 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 But, uh... But, yes, uh, so with that said, um, so we gonna, um, provide entertainment for y'all, but first I gotta drag my stupid-ass state real quick. So... As y'all probably have known, um with the recent um mass shootings, um, especially this last one, um, I forget the the place. Uh blame it on my head, not my heart. Um Pardon? Yes. Um there's been a lot of pressure on the NRA because they be full of shit, and rightfully so. Um and so one of the companies, uh a lot of companies have been pulling their support of the NRA or just cutting ties or whatever, and one of them is Delta. And as y'all know, um, I live here in Atlanta. Delta's hub is here in Atlanta. Delta is one of the main sources of uh, income for the state, uh, for for Atlanta and then for the state, because you know it ain't. But as as Atlanta, Atlanta's economy goes, Georgia's economy goes, because it ain't shit here but Atlanta. Maybe Savannah, maybe. But other, other, other than that, if Atlanta's economy is doing good, Georgia's economy is doing good, and Delta um, provides a lot of business and a lot of jobs and all that good stuff. Uh, like I said, just a lot of revenue for the state, and so all stupid ass lawmakers uh, tried to tried to pull some Debo shit, saying that if with Delta um, cutting ties with the NRA, they would uh, start uh, taxing them or whatever. And a lot of people on social media, Twitter and stuff, a lot of Georgia Atlanta residents in general, very upset. Um, and rightfully so, because this just goes to show you how full of shit and how much these um, uh, so-called elected officials in our government really just don't give a fuck about people and about the issues like they they claim like they claim they do. Because how the fuck are how the fuck are you? Um, yes, London. Yes. How the fuck are you gonna tax somebody? tax a company, punish a company from pulling support of people that are like, hey, um, we don't need these fucking guns. These oh. guns are... It's long overdue that we have sensible gun control and the NRA is a big part and a big obstacle in that process of having sensible gun control so we don't have these goddamn mass shootings like this. I'm like, we are like... What, the U.S. is, I think, like leads the world in, like, mass shootings and shit for a, a, a civilized um for, like, not being a third world country or whatever, it makes no fucking sense. So, all stupid-ass lawmakers did, in fact, pass some shit and are going to tax Delta, but Delta's, I think one of Delta's CEOs or something, he was like, "Uh, yeah, we really don't give a fuck. Uh, We still going to stay here in in Atlanta, in Georgia, and continue our business operations. Like, bitch, it's like how JoJo told... um, told Veronica Vega, like, bitch, I'm a millionaire. Like, tax me if you yeah, want. It's
2: like, it's like, your little taxes on a billion dollar company? Right. Okay, girl. Okay. Right, exactly. Okay. Congratulations, big whoop. Do you feel better about yourself? And it the NRA is- will still not reap the benefits of Delta. So, exactly. like, what's next? And the crazy part is, there's so many big airports that Delta can move to, and for Atlanta lawmakers to be putting in a jeopardy to be putting in jeopardy the the welfare and the job security of the working class, that's is ridiculous.
1: Exactly. It is fucking ridiculous. And, because I think, because, of course, I think Atlanta is blue, but Georgia as a whole is red as fuck and has always been red as fuck and probably is going to be, stay red as fuck, which is sad. But, it just goes to show you how the lengths that these people will go for their own agendas and their own interests like you're gonna punish the economy of the whole state because they wanna deal to want it's like, oh yeah, the NRA trash, so let's just move with some discernment and cut and cut ties with their ass, because they wild and and they are impeding one of the big obstacles impeding getting some goddamn common sense with these fucking gun control laws and shit. So I just had to drag my little my my state and these stupid ass Republican ass lawmakers. Girl fuck you. Um so that's that on that. <laughs>
2: Hey, yeah. Um, I listen. What I knew after um, Sandy Hook that white people did not care about the bloodshed of their own kids, right? That's when I was like, Okay, we ain't gonna never get the gun control that we truly need, right? Because white people don't care about their own dying,
1: right? You we damn sure know that they don't care about little black and brown kids dying, so
2: and sadly, it's like corporations. They're stuck in a hard spot because as you see, Delta's in a hard spot because Delta could have one, they could have they could've been like, Okay, we don't care. They showed they care about gun control and the lives of innocent people. And they made some changes and they being penalized for it. And it's like, wow, this is what this is what we do to companies, big corporations, when when they speak up and, and care about the common person.
1: Right. Right. Not
2: trash. Matter of fact, I was going to get truly trash of the week to somebody else, but uh the legislation and the lawmakers in Georgia y'all get truly trash of the week. Y'all care mm-hmm. more about uh gun rights and gun control than the lives of our children and such. So fuck you and, you know, fuck what you stand for.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So, that with that said, let's get into reality TV. Um we have a lot to cover. Um who uh where do you want to start? It it don't matter. It really uh, don't. Matter.
2: Let's let's go to Bravo first. Um, because we just got two shows to cover for there, Married to Medicine and Real Housewives of Atlanta. And uh Married to Medicine had its finale um yesterday. That's the good mm-hmm. part about recording on Saturday. We can actually discuss what happened this week and don't have to drag it out to next week. We can yeah. actually start being prepared for the reunion.
1: Three so, parts of this
2: a three-part reunion. I like what they gonna do with the, uh, bringing the men in separately. Yeah. Um, we, well, since we on Married Medicine, we might as well go on, Um, let me Hmm. tell you, let me, this for the whole cast, y'all is some performative ass niggas, and I see what you're doing. So, when I, when I watched it, and when Dr. Eugene was like, y'all acting like some boo boo, could they bleep the shit out or whatever, and... When I found out that he called them nothing more than some niggas, which they was acting like, you know, see, y'all was acting like some niggas. <laughs> I thought Doctor Eugene had called them some bitches. He called them niggas, and they was acting like niggas. And when you act like a nigga, you get called a nigga.
1: You gonna call them thugs? I'm a, just go ahead and call them niggas. <laughs> like I thought, he, I thought it was way worse than that because we, I had to catch up on like two weeks and some shit. And I, too, thought he had called them bitches or something, something worse. He called them niggas. After they was indeed acting like niggas. And I was just, I would, I had confusion. I was, I, I legit, I'm like, what, the, what, huh, what, huh, what, what was what, it? Like, what what was it about being called niggas that set y'all in such a? i I'm,
2: so, I'm so mad at how they performed about being called niggas. Like, they seriously was acting like they never heard the word before. The only right. person that probably has no, has never heard the word, doesn't use the word often in speaking and such, is probably Dr. A. Dr. A. Mariah's husband, because he's of a completely different culture and race himself. All right. All right.
1: Um, but the rest of them some niggas.
2: The rest of them some niggas. The rest of them is from the hood. The rest of them grew up poor, which is why they revere being doctors so highly. Right, Doctor Eugene from the
1: hood, Mariah from the hood, Quad from the hood. Her name is Quad. For God's sakes, right? A nick a, a, a nigga named Quad is was upset that she got called a nigga. Like, help me understand. Like, yeah. I, I I am confusion. Help yeah, you, but yeah, that was some performative shit. That was I I was I was so disappointed. I'm thinking I'm thinking Doctor Eugene called them everything but a child of God. This he call, this nigga called them some niggas. I okay, all right. That's some, you know, you know what they turned into, blavity blacks. Yeah.
2: That's
1: what that's what that's what the fuck happened. They Pretty turned much. into blavity blacks. So, but in that, uh, <laughs> speaking of Doctor Eugene, he, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I like Doctor Eugene. I do, <laughs> cause that nigga, that nigga. T- that nigga told Dr. Heavily, I ain't got to... I I'm a, I can say what the fuck I want to say. Ain't that what you do? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Dr. Heavily mm, mm, mm. It's annoying. She she is she don't need to plan she don't need to plan nothing a day in her damn life because everything that she try to throw together just end and fall apart and, and failure. And I just want her to stop. Just leave us alone. Please. From the bottom of a country of nigga's heart, just leave us alone, Dr. Heavenly. Please. You are a good husband to Damon. You are shitty everything else. <laughs> well,
2: except
1: yep. for except for, except for your profession. You are good in your profession and you're a good husband to Damon. You are shitty everything else. Just stop.
2: <laughs> That's it. Um, so the reports are saying that Dr. Qu- that uh Dr. Greg and Quad are filing for divorce. Um, mm. I haven't heard anything else about Dr. Simone and Cecil. But Dr. Simone, I'm going to tell you something. This season, Dr. Simone was very unlikable. Yeah. She was a bitch the whole season. Uh And she appears to be a bitch in the previews of the reunion. Yeah. So it's full of shit. Baby, you living in a whole house away from your family, your husband, and your kids. And you don't understand why he might feel neglected as a spouse.
1: Right. I just, I everything like, you know, everything about this season about Dr. Simone, like it just annoys me. Like I'm about to like her, her, like her the way the way she been moving, how messy she been, how bitchy she been, her voice, like her cadence, like I'm getting like how Lexi get when we talking about Kim, <laughs> like just everything about Dr. Simone this season has just been like, why she, are you?
2: You know what really pissed me off? She. When her and Quad sat down and had that talk, Quad told her I don't have a problem with you coming to me about anything. I had a problem about the way you came at me. Getting in my face. Yelling at me. Right. You don't have a right to talk to me like that. She act like Quad was dead wrong.
1: Like, when not only like that and when like whenever Cecil do that shit to you, you raise Hell and cane and shut him down. So it's like and start crying. And start crying, but it's like Quad can't demand the same like respect. Like you, Simone
2: Dr. Simone dead ass had a breakdown talking about Cecil is being mean to me.
0: <laughs> 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 so the
1: sound of like Miss So the sound like Miss Sealy. Like the Simone, girl, what 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 you doing? Like what is but yeah, she she was trash for that. Like she 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 did that thing where it's like some, excuse me. Somebody is is dead wrong, but they want, but when you and when you confront them about it, they want to uh, deflect and talk about everything but them being wrong. Correct. Yeah, they want to they want to uh, shift it to you as like, like like on some like like um like manipulation shit. Like oh oh, Dr. Simone, you was wrong. You don't have the right to talk to me like that. But do I have a right to talk to you like that? I don't see what the big deal is. I'm like girl. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. If I, if I tell you, I don't appreciate you yelling in my face. I don't appreciate you yelling in my goddamn face. And you right. not gonna, you not gonna fight me on that. You, you can have a conversation with me without doing all that extra shit. Especially when, like you said, you don't like all that extra shit done to you. Alright, so, When, you, when you, know, you do the clownery. I think, I think Dr. Jackie, I mean Dr. Simone, is the the douchebag of the season. Like yeah. every time there was some drama, she was in the middle of it.
1: Right, and that's saying something because Mariah there.
2: Yeah, Mariah is there. Um, good for Dr. Jackie and Curtis. Yeah, you gotta you gotta sleep downstairs in the bedroom till you get your pussy privileges back. That's a small price to pay after you got caught cheating and embarrassed the wife all over the internet and the news and the this and the that. All your friends and and all her friends and her business, her patients talking to her about her being cheated on and shit. So. You not being able to sleep upstairs, I feel like it's it's a small price to pay, and yeah. life will go on till you get yeah. your pussy privileges back.
1: Yeah, just walk it off.
2: Just walk it off. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, congratulations to Doctor Simone and Doctor Doctor Cecil's son, who probably had started college by the time this aired, but in the show he graduated and is headed to Howard. Was headed to Howard right. University, and in
1: and, and true and true nigga fashion, was wearing his gown way after the ceremony
2: which is how i know that they understand about niggas because he going to Howard.
1: Is that right. <laughs> what is more niggerific than Howard? Like what do you I, that was some that shit was, was so goddamn good. <laughs> right. right. So yeah.
2: yeah, that was that um uh so listen, Toya and Eugene, y'all uh-huh. finished paying off y'all taxes then turned around and had uh in the black party. Then turned around and got mad at Quiet for joking about y'all tax issues, then turned around and talking about you sensitive about the subject. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you one team. I tell you something. <laughs> if you can go have a whole ass party that costs money after you just get fi- get finished getting your taxes together, you could take a joke about them weak ass taxes that you was able to pay off. Walk that shit off, okay? Good oh, lord. You will
1: be you you will live you will live, and you will be just fine you'll be just fine.
2: I'm also tired of that group trying to force quad to talk about her marital problems, but like in what let me say this let let's be completely honest in what world outside of reality t v do people sit up and discuss all their marriage problems just all the time in public places in front of everybody and when you're supposed to be celebrating something else like why would I want to have a conversation about my falling apart ass marriage at a party?
1: Right. Also, not only that, why would I want to have a conversation about my falling apart marriage with you with you with, with some of you women who like in the sense bring it full circle back? Like, why would I want to have have a conversation? About my marriage in front of Doctor Simone, who was just disrespecting me and yelling all in my face and talking to me all kind of crazy, like, huh? And, Mar- and Mariah, who
2: they told all my business in
1: the past, right, like, right. Like I, mm, mm. good to hear. Look, everybody, like Quad. Quad. I, I think, honestly, in my opinion, I think Quad has behaved very well this season, considering because with some of this shit. Quite better than me because I would have said you 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 could kiss my ass. That's why I wasn't necessarily mad. Um, that went on uh, when she really when she was unbothered when Doctor Heavenly was uh pouring her heart out and shit. Cause I'm like, cause like me and Curtis said, it's Doctor Heavenly. Like I get it, it's insensitive, but at the same time, it's about Heavenly. Like this is the same person that can't stop talking about Mariah Mama. So I'm like,
2: I'm, i I mean, it ain't right, but I understand. Exactly.
1: So, but yeah, I think Quad has been considering, and they're considering <sighs> I ain't never seen two people that don't need to fucking be together more than I have seen Quad and goddamn Greg. Yeah, they
2: at a whole crossroads.
1: Right. They, I, they are two people that is some people that just do not need to be together. And they two people because my God. So why are we, since we here. <clears throat> so So we have said on this show that Quad does have her ways, which she does, um, and there are certain things that she, um, certain things that she wants wanted from Doctor G, Doctor Grid, which was kind of like we side out her a little bit, like when she was like, "You need to do the more masculine things around the house and shit," and it's like Quad, mm, you kind of like kind of lost me a little bit, there, girl. I mean, mm. but. But at the same time, Dr. Greg acting like Quad doesn't do for him is trash. And shout out to Bravo for pulling the receipts. And for Quad, not only for Quad telling her receipts, and also for VH1, uh, I mean, not VH1, Bravo for showing the receipts. So everything that Greg says Quad doesn't do for him, he does. And yeah. the only thing Quad won't really, um, in general, I think, is just for him to be more romantic. Like I think you said the last week. And this nigga whole issue, more or less, when you break it down to it, is Quad don't want to have children. Yeah. Well, Greg, one, if you wanted to have children, you could have had children before you met Quad. And then two, why the fuck would Quad want to have your children? When you are a motherfucker to her, stands children. I can't imagine how much when you already an asshole to your wife before she had your child, I can't imagine what type of nigga you're going to be after she had the child. Like, I listen, help me understand. Seriously, because I, I do not get it. I, I do not get Dr. Greg. I don't get it.
2: Uh, you. So, I didn't know Dr. Gregg was as old as he is. He's 50. Quad is 36. Um, as much as women like to talk about sugar daddies and older men this and older men that, this is, you are seeing the pitfalls of being with someone older. Because when an older man is ready to do certain things, and that younger woman is not, all hell breaks loose.
1: Yeah, because the, he's Dr. stuck in your way.
2: Dr. Gregg should have had children far before he hit fifty. Mm-hmm. probably far before he even got with quad because when he got with quad that and that's saying a lot too. When he got with quad, she was 32. She was still pretty young and he was in his mid forties still. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty old to be starting to have children. Right. Like I'm not even being funny, but one of my coworkers is 40 and he has a two, three year old and he said, they're done having children. He's not having children going into his mid forties. He and his wife right. are finished. They're not having any kids that, that late.
1: Right. Um, telling a little bit of my family business. Um, uh, my dad, my parent, I was a, a, a accident baby because my mother, God rest her soul, she had a miscarriage. Um, she was pregnant before I was born, but she had a miscarriage and the doctors told her and my father that y'all pretty much probably aren't gonna have any children anymore. And like my, my, both my parents were like 40 uh, plus at the time, at the time of this. So my ass popped up years later, I was a fucking accident. And so, and after that, they definitely didn't have no more damn children. So like the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the challenge it is to have kids that late is I got the like like he want children, but I don't think he was smart and like e- either taking steps to have children before he got with Quad before he got that old or thinking about it after because he not even thinking about the the strain it will put on um, Quad's body to have kids either. Like that's what I'm saying. Like he he just so far fo- hell bent on focus on like give me a baby, give me a baby. Well, on top of Quad um doing wanting other things like her career and stuff like that. Right. The strain it might put on her body. Like he not taking any, any of that into consideration.
2: None. No consideration whatsoever. The crazy part is is that Quad is 36. Now, 36, is pretty late to start having kids. Right. You know, at 36, they recommend you to be finishing up having kids. Exactly. Okay, if you're going to have some, get them and get out. And the older women get, the more likely it is they'll have twins, triplets, and all this kind of weird shit. And so, her, her is if she doesn't, it's, it's okay to not want kids. Especially, it's okay to not want kids in a marriage where you guys are spending a lot of time not seeing eye to eye. And that is, we've seen for years now, Dr. Gregg and Quad don't see eye to eye about a lot of things. And Dr. Gregg is a misogynist pig. Let me say that. He really and truly believes Quad's sole purpose is to wait on him hand and foot. Uh-huh. And, and uh, she feels like she, she doesn't, she don't fulfill her wifely duties well. We Quad is putting out a cookbook, so if we don't know shit else, we know that Quad cooks. Quad hate for trash to be in the house, so if we don't know nothing else. We know that Quad keep a clean house. Right. Quad having sex with you. Which, you
1: know, which I, which because
2: mm, sex with a fifty year old man make my stomach hurt.
1: Because <laughs> I get it, I get it from Doctor Greg point of view I don't get it from quad point of view but you know that can be said with a lot of these dynamics on the on reality TV mm-hmm.
2: so for him you know and when he was opening up his own practice and such we saw quad do a lot of the leg work for that as well so it's like what exactly is quad not giving you because um she's doing everything and what she's not giving you is a baby
1: All right. and even and then you- like, you can adopt like I don't understand <laughs> Like
2: you doing, doing everything in the world to make that girl feel like shit for not giving you a child, but you don't even make her feel loved enough to give you a child.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And I think I think that's I think Quad now one thing I will say about Quad, I don't think she articulates her feelings um clearly sometimes. I will say that. But at the yeah. same time, it, but, right, like, she doesn't articulate exactly how she's feeling because she got so, so much going on at one time, but at the same time Dr. Greg don't try to understand either, because like I said, he's like an archaic, misogynistic ass nigga, so it's like when you got one person that can't quite articulate themselves, and then somebody that don't try to understand at all it's a recipe for a fucking disaster Correct Yeah, so I'm
2: actually looking forward to the, uh the reunion because I think it's gonna give us Theater.
1: The yeah, because I don't, I think it was Mariah, but Quad got up ready to fight and I think it was Mariah. Yeah.
2: Think,
1: which which of course it would be fucking Mariah. She just Yep. So Oh, I, I think, think that's it. Oh, oh, um Doctor Contessa. Oh, girl
2: God. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I find her to be supremely annoying, and that's my take on that. Uh, and what's so crazy to me is that, uh, hey, hey, you getting your diaper changed. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, thank you. Thumbs up. She could have hired another nanny. She spent all season crying about Donnell Jones, mama, and she just could have hired another nanny.
1: Yeah, like I, I like I get it, but at the same time, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of yeah. I I think I think she could have just hired another nanny and then vetted, like she could have vetted um a, a nanny like and not have li- making another uh situation with the previous one where it's like she get too familiar and shit and start wiling. Yeah,
2: she could have th- herself.
1: Yeah. So. Good, good, good. Look, Doctor Contessa is annoying, but I still enjoy her more than some of the other ones.
2: Okay. <laughs> I like her. I like her more than Mariah and Heavenly. Yeah, like
1: yeah, yeah. And even Toy at times, cause Toya get on my goddamn nerves. Fine as she is, she get on my goddamn nerves. She's not even that fine to me. She looks like her breasts smell like mothballs. Right. She
2: just like, like she
0: got body odor or something, but uh, <laughs> she got a fat ass.
2: That's what that is.
1: I like her breast smell like loose cigarettes. Yeah, she just
2: thick as thick as day old grits. Yeah,
1: but I, um, but yeah, I um, I I'm looking forward to the the reunion at the the, the table that they're going when Andy sit down with the um uh, with the husbands. I think that's going to be vv interesting. Yeah, vv interesting.
2: That,
1: um, but yeah, so I think that's interesting. yeah. I think that's it for uh, Marriage to Medicine. So, uh, Real Housewives. <clears throat> oh! Woo! That's
2: how I felt about Housewives. Let me, Let me tell you something. First off, I kind of like Eva's addition to the show. She's a sweetheart. Yes. She yeah. really seems to just want to get to know the girls and such. <laughs> Like she could have kept mess going with Cynthia and that whole dude she was dating shit. But she didn't. She said her piece and she left it alone.
1: Right. She was like, Girl, I saw something and it looked kinda shady, but my bad. So like, what is for lunch?
2: Like <laughs> that was pretty much that was pretty much the gist of it. So I like I like Eva's addition to the show. Um let's so first off, last week I said that Nene kinda brought that dragon she got from Kim on herself. Because she won't leave Kim the fuck alone. You Mm -hmm. can't say you don't have beef with nobody. And you constantly dragging them every time their name is brought up. If Mm -hmm. I don't have no words for you, I just don't have no words for you. And when your name is brought up, I'm not going to join in the conversation. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about, that's how I feel NeNe should be carrying anything related to Kim. Mm -hmm. Because you say you don't have nothing to say to Kim. And this, that, and the third, but every time Kim named come up, you dragging her for filth. You talking about her kids, you talking about her husband. One thing I can say about Kim, um, when Kim dragged Nene, she dragged Nene.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: She don't bring up um Greg. She don't bring up NeNe kids. She yeah. Never
1: yeah, that's the one thing you can say. She keeps a focused target, and that target has a big ass nose. So uh,
2: but the girls made a good point this this last Sunday, and they were saying it feels like Kim was gathering intel on Nini for a moment like this and yeah. that she had no business allowing her daughter to jump into it. And I agree wholeheartedly. However, yeah.
1: because it's... Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
2: However, it's not Sheree, Portia, or nobody else damn uh, job to tell Kim she was wrong. Common sense should tell Kim she wrong. Kim knows she wrong. Kim didn't care. After right. all that Nene, uh, she was told Nene said about her on a trip that she's not attending. Kim went for guts and glory. And Portia also made a good point. She said, one minute Nene and Kim fighting each other, next minute they like best friends. What what purpose do we have for getting in the middle of that? You now,
1: you, you, now you know it's bad when Portia makes some damn sense. Yes. That's how you know you got to get your house in order when Portia Williams is a fucking sense.
2: Correct.
1: But I agree. Um, I um. Oh, and them like, wasn't roaches. I don't
2: know what the fuck they was, but they wasn't roaches.
1: Some damn water bugs. I'm from the country. I know water bugs when I see it. Cause
2: it's a difference between the roach and the water bug, right?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a difference. Trust me, it is a difference. But uh, but I think like at this point, it's kind of like. It's kind of like Spider Man, Spider Man at this point with Nene and Kim, and it's just like both of y'all need to sit y'all old messy asses down because yep. y'all y'all too old to be wilding like this.
2: Yep.
1: So I I just I, I ain't got it. They're like at this point, it's like who wants to be the mo- the biggest messy bitch? Like I just like that's all I got.
2: Old messy hoes.
1: Right. That that is that is that's I, I ain't got I ain't got a fan. I ain't got it. I don't
2: got it don't got it that was yeah that like that's what you I agree it's literally like they they vying for the messiest bitch on the yard
1: right and it's like but y'all both too old for this shit like what you doing
2: some 50 year old bitches arguing over nothing
1: right one got bad wigs the other one knows look like a fire hydrant so help me understand
2: with bad wigs
1: right that mm, that's true
2: Cause ooh, it's like I ain't ooh. got no beef with Kim I ain't got no beef with Kim here Kim there Oh, that bitch ugly, her husband got butt implants, her daughter trash. her baby's this, her daddy that, her this, that, that. Like, how you don't got no beef with Kim, bitch? You always talking shit about her.
1: Like, somebody I lying. About
2: people I don't got beef with. somebody lying. Yeah, somebody telling the whole ass, whole ass, whole, whole ass lie. And this nini ass, you got some beef with Kim. You always talking shit about Kim.
1: Speaking of talking shit, so I want to know why Marlo is still with us.
2: I know why Marlo, I know why Marlo is with us. Almost called that that hoe, Marlo. I know why Marlo is with us because Kenya is not. Kenya has chosen to go be a a newlywed and try to have a baby and such. And we left with Marlo. Truthfully, that's That's
1: how you. That's how you know Kenya That's how you know Kenya really hates us, though, because she left and gonna replace and and give us Marlo. That's how you. That's how you know Kenya. <laughs> Kenya hate us.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how you know Kenya don't have no words for us because we are left with Marlo. So, hey,
1: um, that's how you, hey you hey um Kenya like oh y'all don't think I'm married well here's y'all punishment here y'all go y'all got to deal with Marlo like god damn it
2: Marlo has spent this whole trip antagonizing and it's kind of oh it's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. First, it was Candy. Oh, Candy, you drop. Candy, you need my etiquette class. Ah, Candy needs etiquette class from a scammer.
1: (laughs) Imagine a scammer trying to teach etiquette in this economy. Imagine
2: you you don't sex your ass down some goddamn wear.
1: Right, uh, you'll dress like the bad lady.
2: Then after Candy is Portia, and here's the thing. Portia has uh Now I'm I'm on Portia's side. Portia has apologized, Candy, r- n- numerous times. Portia has apologized for the situation. Y'all still hanging with Portia? Let it go. If y'all still got an issue with the poll phase or Portia shit, stop inviting Portia to shit. Stop going to shit Portia has, and she right. Uh, like the way Cynthia brought it up, it like is no correlation. Like you you bringing this up because you can't handle somebody telling you about this old milk done haired ass nigga
1: you was dating. Yeah, that's why when we talked about it initially, uh I was like, She she Cynthia had a point, but it's like yeah, it did one, it didn't really correlate, and then two, if you had some damn if you act at your age, then what am I about to, have to tell you about your your nigga that really ain't your nigga? So it's like
2: Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. We on the same page here this week, I see. I see we all we all on the, about our eye
1: to eye shit because <laughs> we are doing amazing friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't even be a thing if Cynthia had even just a little bit of common sense.
1: You know what it is? You know what it is? Cynthia treated that shit like you know how somebody like they'll be in the break they'll like right after a breakup. And like they say, they're going to enjoy their best life and live their best life and be single and shit. And then the first person that they meet, they fall in love with them or try to be have a serious thing. That's what the fuck Cynthia did with this weird nigga. That's yes. exactly what the fuck she did. And it uh, came back
2: to bite her in the face.
1: When you do the clownery.
2: The clownery.
1: Comes back to bite. So you, you mad because instead of living your best single life, which you said you was going to do, you got dikmatized. You got dick, and, and y'all hadn't even, you ain't even seen the dick yet. According to her, like, according to her, y'all was just friends, but shit, we couldn't tell. <laughs> we couldn't tell. <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely acted like y'all
2: broke
1: up and y'all wasn't together. Right. And so, Portia, like, uh, okay, on the one hand, I get it. Like, maybe she overstepped her boundaries a tad. But at the same time, you asked for the information. So it's like, <laughs> You told her, like, if you know something about this nigga, tell me. So now you tell some, she tell it. Now you're mad. Now you're bringing up the situation with her and Candy, which I, listen, listen to me. I can tell, and Candy has said multiple times, like, her and Portia never gonna be cool again, and rightfully so, but she has made it clear, like, I might not, and never gonna fuck with her like that, but I'm gonna keep it cordial and not make it a big issue among the group in public settings, like when we all hanging out and shit. So, it goes back to your point of what you were saying the first time, uh, about everybody like keep bringing it up, and also how Cynthia brought it up, it's like you brought up some, because as a matter of fact, wait, a uh, few episodes, uh, not a few episodes, but when they did that damn elephant room shit from me, speaking of, Nene and Dr. Heavenly got the same mindset for hosting events and shit, because those shits don't ever go right. But...
2: <laughs> they
1: they should be trash but they brought it up Nene brought it up then it's like it's like y'all can't make up your mind whether y'all want to exile Portia and here's the thing like if y'all decided to I'm not saying y'all would be wrong for it but if you are gonna keep inviting the girl and the person that was affected by the most is like yeah I ain't gonna fuck with her but I ain't gonna make a big splash about it just know that it's cordial but I'm just never gonna be cool cool with her like that again then everybody else like, y'all gotta just kind of shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's
2: like they it's like they want to bring this shit up and Candy be sitting there looking like, why is y'all discussing this shit again?
1: Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, Cynthia bringing that shit up kind of like as the big joker, where it's like, well, sis, beloved, we have all Ooh, established man. that Portia duh, is, is more or less a dumb blonde, but you right there with us. So.
2: And you older
1: than her, so... So it, it's actually worse on your part.
2: It is much, much worse on your part. You are trying to uh do the most with the least, and we're not here for it. Thank you so much and goodbye.
1: Right. Your support does not mean everything at this moment.
2: Um, so Portia and Marlo getting into it. First of all, let me say this. I kept reminding the shit back. Portia did not put that damn fan in Marlo's face. Okay.
1: We have established this.
2: Porsche uh Marlo took it upon herself to get in uh Portia face. While she was using her fan, and then it got mad. Mm-hmm. However, I am very proud of Portia for taking her ass back to Atlanta. Because here's the thing: they love to paint Portia as the aggressor and the this and the that and the third. And Portia ain't Porsche ain't uh, mess with that girl.
1: She Portia dumb, but she do she ain't the aggressor. Like if we gonna talk about Portia, be accurate. Like saying she dumb, yes. Saying she the aggressor and shit, no.
2: Portia, first off. Portia doesn't have any kids. Portia and Kim just became cool.
0: Right.
2: There is absolutely no reason for Portia to go have no talks with Kim pertaining to her child and that shit she did with Nene. Sheree and Kim have been friends for a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. Portia and Kim have not. So, no. There is absolutely no reason for Portia to dip her toe in that situation. Mm -hmm. No. I absolutely agree with Portia. Yes, she yes, I think it's wrong. No, I'm not getting into it. And the other part, like she said, is Mimi and Kim gonna be friends next week. Mm-hmm.
1: Like th- you we have been waiting for Portia to use some common sense and discernment for the longest.
2: And we got it.
1: You know what, Portia sweetie, this week you are doing amazing. We got
2: it. Finally.
1: Yes. Cause we have been saying like you you're a little bit dumb, but you're, you're, you're pretty, you're fine. We just seeing you on our TV screen. You just need to use a little bit more discernment, sweetie, and you'll be A-OK. And God damn it, she used it. She used it, and then I got mad at her for using it.
2: So
1: Right! <laughs> Yo, I don't get that. How y'all get mad at her for doing the thing that y'all say she need to do? Like, help me understand
2: Damned it. if you do, damned if you don't.
1: Right, I I ain't gonna lie, I fell for Portia this week because it's like, goddamn, the child, she just can't win. First, y'all say she dumb and she need to to use the sermon. Then, when she used the shit, then you get mad at her for using the shit. So, it's like, what the, I would have took my ass back to that lamb to shit. I'd have been like, what these
2: bitches want
1: from a nigga? Somebody let me know. I would
2: have went full DMX on them hoes.
1: Right, I would have, you know what, you know what, I would have done on the plane, I would have been hitting the dance that Cisco did in the video. Correct. When he was dancing on top of the car. I would have been just like that on my way to the airport back to Atlanta. Like bye bye bitches. So, but yeah, um, yeah. But sh- uh, speaking of speaking of dog, uh, sh- I...
2: <sighs> um, can- Sheree, Sheree, too-
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: While we was again, friend, we are completely in sync this week. Sheree really said that her 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 uh her bail buddy, her jail baby. <laughs> Was looking better than her in jail because she had to sleep on the twin bed in a uh, Airbnb.
1: Sheree, sweetie, he is in jail. I don't give. A, listen, a twin bed out of jail is <laughs> way better than let's, a twin bed in jail. Let's take one
2: step further. A twin bed in a villa in Barcelona,
1: d- d- like luxury. Like I, just, I What did this nigga, did, what did this nigga, like this nigga must have put, some, did you like. Know, I, I know
2: that nigga
1: was sneaking out to get Sheree some dick. Had to, had to. Something she like. Too dumb. She, like, she, like, you, what, you are t- Sheree, sweetie. You are too damn old to be this damn stupid over a goddamn jailbird ass nigga. Like, did, like, did this nigga like she? This nigga must have did Sheree like how they did uh Bucky in the Winter Soldier and, and and brainwashed his ass or something because this don't make no damn sense. She really this stupid over a nigga that's in jail, incarcerated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, London.
2: What?
1: London, like, ooh.
2: I was <laughs> like, okay. What
1: going on here? I I damn enough fell off my bed when I, when she said that shit. I was like Sheree, sweetie. You have freedom. That trumps everything that your boo has. You have freedom, <laughs> like sweetie. You are on the other side. It's not green. It's not the grass is not greener. Ain't no damn grass. It's bars. <laughs> like exactly. Like, oh, all right, Sheree. Oh, good the hell look everybody. Um, I think ain't that all that happened? <laughs> Her housewife. Yeah, that's
2: that's it. Yeah,
1: it, was, it wasn't a lot, but it was juicy. It
2: was entertaining. Yes. I was, was thoroughly ju- entertained by everything this week. Let me just say that I was thoroughly entertained. I didn't get theater, but I got ooh, these motherfuckers be tripping.
1: Right. We didn't get theater, but we got ooh, y'all niggas is wild.
2: Yes. Theater.
1: Correct. We won't see that until the reunions. Because <laughs>
2: You can't say it yet, Pooh. You trying. You trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so let's move on to VH1. Let's Hey, season finale of Love and Hip Hop New York. Thank God. Mona, yes. listen, let this be the last season in New York. Please, until Mendeecees get out of jail. Right. Maybe right. boot this, this shit back up when it's time for Mendeecees to come home and bring back the League of Extraordinary Baby Mamas. Right. But, uh...
1: Learning is in agreements,
2: yeah, until the season finale, the show had been shit
1: <clears throat> right yeah, let, me yeah.
2: off, let me start off with this
1: Mhm, I think <laughs> hey, I know what you're doing
2: no, I'm, I'm at my, if you have if you have a job and you go to your job, and your boss says, "Hey, you did great work on this job." I just need this one last thing to finish up the project. And you don't never do that one last thing to finish
0: up the project. Wink so Wine to Club to is a world of wine delivered, delivered right to your door. From Rosés to Cabernets to Torontés, Wink a, has over 100 post, styles of the, wine to discover. The, Ever try an orange busy, wine? Retari, Wink connects you breeder, to a world of exclusive breeder, wine tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you, each one with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink winds through cspn.
2: When do I it heard today. Solo verse, He
0: took her off the song. Mm-hmm.
2: He put Cayenne on the song. Mm-hmm. And the only place where Safari fucked up at is he would he did not tell Bree he took her off the
1: song. Right, I do feel like he should have told her. that. I will
2: definitely
1: should have told her. Yes. However, with that, However, story,
2: this I'm not begging you to get on a hit song.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I, if if Safari should have handled with well, I know if he should have told her. But at the same time, if Bree's such the boss that she proclaims herself or carries herself to be, then you should have got your shit to Safari. Like everybody else had no problem getting their shit to Safari. What make you think you special?
2: Yeah, that was my issue.
1: Like, help me understand. Like, you think that he's just supposed to wait for you specifically? Like, I, and then from what you, from the stunt that she pulled, it don't seem like your verse was even something that he should have waited on to be perfectly fucking
2: honest.
1: I mean, uh, help me understand. Like, I just, from what I, unless I heard something that you didn't, Candice, uh, no, I, 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 I didn't hear I didn't hear shit spectacular. Listen, the
2: shit was alright, okay? Shit was just alright. You know, it was cool.
1: Right, but it, it wasn't no shit where it just like, but, Ooh.
2: it was, it was dismissible if you couldn't finish doing what the fuck you needed to do. Exactly. Don't don't come to work for making my job hard.
1: Right, right. So but that's what
2: she was doing.
1: Exactly. And so while we are here, I listen. There are plenty of times where Cayenne is in the wrong and she fly off the handle and shit. But I'm not, not this one because Breed just started that shit with her for no. She's got motherfucking- this
2: bitch on here. Like, who is you?
1: Right, like if anybody, like first of all, if you're gonna be mad at anybody, you should be mad at yourself. But if you don't, but knowing knowing the bird that she is, she don't have any self awareness. So the next person, you should have been mad at is far. But
2: well, and prior to that, prior to that, so well, not prior to that. Did you notice how Rich was like? I didn't even know Brie was on this project. How you getting managed, and your manager don't know what the fuck you what you got going.
1: Oh, you know what? Shit, I forgot that Rich was managing her. That's how insignificant her and Rich have been as far as this music shit go. <laughs> I forgot he was managing her.
2: How your manager don't know what songs you hopping on? To make sure, yo, did you get that verse to Safari? Oh, shit. No, let me get in the studio and do this right quick or whatever the case might be. Right. And so I was just kind of like,
1: so, know. So again, so like, okay, first of all, you should be managing yourself. Second of all, if, you know, well, I know if because, again, she don't have no self-awareness because she's a bird. If the next person you want to get mad at, you should get mad at your manager. Or you should get mad at Rich. Then Safari, Kiana has shit to do with that. And then the other... Well, also, Kian Like I said, usually when Kian turns up, it's like, okay, girl, like, I get it, but you wilding right now. This time, I... I feel she was justified in turning up because that was some unnecessary shit. She was cool and minding her fucking business. And then, and then yeah. was
2: getting mad. We are talking about you want to eat
1: my pussy. Girl, what? Right, like, are you okay? No, the fuck you not. So, with that said, I don't understand why Jaquay was mad at Cayenne. Like, say so what? He
2: a pussy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, and then at, on, at the same time, like, ain't Bree supposed to be your sis, your homie and shit? So, like, you yeah. just gonna let your... Your, your friend talked to your, your significant other in it all kind of crazy especially when your friend is in the wrong this time like what
2: also that made me wish Bianca had to put her pride to the side and got on that record because Bree would have had a heart attack if she heard Bianca nah. <laughs> <you.
1: laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that would have been my type of pity and carrying on
2: <laughs> like if after the shit aired I would have went back to Safari like nah put me on this remix
1: Right. <laughs> I, I thrive off negativity.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I
2: know. Yandy hasn't been a significant force in the music game since she stopped managing Jim Jones.
1: And even then.
2: I want her to act like it. I want her, let me tell you something. Musically, musically, Safari is a bigger name than Yandy. Uh-huh. Just the fact that his ex is Nicki Minaj Makes him a bigger thing than you Sweetheart uh-huh. Since when do that man Need to get your direction On music Like he wasn't help- helping manage One of the biggest names In hip hop uh-huh. I have a confusion
1: Yandy explain
2: Explain to me Why Tell uh-huh. me why you think Anybody needs to seek your approval.
1: Yeah. And my, my thing is, my thing is, what what happened to it is for the um it's for the people and this is for a good cause, you so did that shit leave in the islands? Like help me like so what which is it? Like this is a yeah, whole I'm bunch not of even, who-
2: not even being funny, you couldn't even get a handle on Brie. Nobody's Bianca, I mean, nobody's coming to you for uh for management.
1: So it's like, as usual, Yandy finds a way to make every, to make everything about her. Yandy, the only person I've seen that managed to make, manages to make everything about her, but everything amounts to nothing. That is a feat. That is a skill. How, is, you, how you center yourself in everything and everything about you still don't amount to shit. And you like,
2: still can't make nothing move and shake.
1: The only thing well, you can move and shake is your bundles.
2: And your neck looks like it hurts. So even that is up in the air
1: correct so i mm. and that's other thing like the one thing i think you said a while ago the only the one thing she do got going for her is her ass and i don't you don't even see her shaking that like yandy yandy
2: be more useful right Talk best. show show body more
1: right do that do that do 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 what what uh judy uh was in at your at your neck of your bones for in the beginning of the season
2: and PewDiePie and, and uh Juju had a good point too. Like every time, every time Yandy get in her feelings about something, she don't give a fuck who she bailed on. Mm-hmm. Like Ari told her, you know, hey, you was trying to take a little bit too much creative control of my project, and she got mad and walked out on Juju.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, and Juju's supposed to be your friend. Like why like you you know what? It's so interesting. How the shoe is on the other foot. Because Yandy was just this season telling Bianca about being the bigger person and being mature. But yet you walked out on your whole ass friend's plate because you was mad at Safari over some shit that was his. When you do the clownery ladies and gentlemen. The clown comes
2: back to bite.
1: I just find it interesting how when it came to Bianca she needed to mature but when it comes to Yandy she can be in her feelings and act immature as fuck. Now with that said, that's not saying that Bianca didn't need to grow up in certain areas because she do. That's not taken away from that point. But you can't talk that talk Yandy but also not walk that walk. That's all. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Right. So, but speaking of absolutely real.
2: positively a hundred percent
1: correct. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Since we're here, <clears throat> since we're here at Safari, um, first of all, I can't. Safari has an obvious crush on Juju, and I can't be mad Safari for for that because I think I I, I think all of us have a crush on Juju because it's Juju.
2: Yes,
1: we do. oh uh, So, but with that said. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go say this joke for the podcast. But <laughs> with that said, um, it was noticeable to me. Um, I don't know the timing of when they take this shit, but all I'm saying is Juju was glowing. She usually glows all the time, but she was glowing a little bit, a little bit even more in this finale. And with the shit that done happened on the internet recently with Safari. <laughs> We see you Juju. <laughs> we see you.
2: Oh, yes. Listen. Uh, I got to have a woman to woman moment with my gay pop with my with our gay listeners and our women listeners. Listen, baby. Juju. Listen. <laughs> Juju, I know you saw them pictures, girl. Ah. And I know you hit Safari was like, "Hey big head. <laughs> what you doing this weekend?" Hey, listen. Safari has always been attractive to me, but them news made Safari God status.
1: Listen, listen. I got. I listen. I gotta tell you something. Um, I don't know. Like when the when the shit first happened. First of all, let me say this. As as the as the cis uh, cis head male delegation part of the podcast. Um, listen, guys, brethren, straight men, brethren. When some shit like that happen, don't be a weirdo. Let the, let women and our uh, gay brethren let them enjoy things. Don't be a weirdo. Don't first of all don't embarrass yourself and tell on yourself. That's first and foremost. But then also don't be a hater all your life and don't roar. don't be the fun police. Don't be the fun police. It's always see, you know why we are here. It's all that's always been interesting to me that. Like some of the main niggas that would be on like Twitter and shit, that would talk about like women or you know, whoever being the fun police when it comes to their jokes, but like when some shit like that happens, like like it's a um like or oh, some a dick pic or some news leak or whatever and stuff, and women and and all and, uh, and, and gays are like you know, cracking jokes or such or less than whatever, those same niggas will turn into the fun police. That's always been interesting to me. Oh uh, but with that said, um, it was I don't know, like, at first when the shit first happened, people were saying, like, somebody hacked Safari or whatever, but then on the other then it came out, like, he leaked the shit himself. I would say this. The nigga, if he leaked the shit himself, the nigga had a song the next day released. So, if that nigga did all that shit on purpose, that is excellent marketing.
2: <laughs> is- Listen, let me tell you something. I'm about to liken this to when Amber Rose uh, Amber Rose nudes leaked. Yes. yes, Safari is the male version of Amber Rose News. Let me I, let me let me get that out there because it needs to be discussed. It I'm, it needed to be said. I, I,
1: I, I'm picking up which point nine. I fucked with the theory.
2: The shit was perfect. His news perfect.
1: Then the nigga released the song the next day. That is excellent marketing. Excellent. Wait, so, don't don't be a hater all your life, straight guys. Don't be a hater all your life. Don't be weird. Please. Oh. But yeah, we see you Juju. nigga, not a hater nigga. Right, be a hole, right. not a hater. Old. But yeah, we see you Juju. We 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 saw we saw you grinning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
1: <laughs> hey. That, hey, <laughs> hey, I I could just appear Hey, I could just picture Juju sitting that nigga like a a gif or something. Like <laughs> like a, like a Beyoncé gif. Or something.
2: <laughs> <Ginnin'> and grinning.
1: <laughs> hey. Hey, you know you know when Juju saw that shit. She said that nigga that damn uh that damn Rihanna, uh that damn Rihanna Jeff where she, you know that one where she like uh cut her eyes and she like, oh like that like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: the move.
1: We see you, Juju. We see you. I see
2: you, baby.
1: Um so <clears throat> I I'ma am going to I'ma I'm set this up uh for my friend here. <laughs> Cause I know she has been uh waiting to drag. <clears throat> So speaking of straight men and being weird. Um, speaking of hater niggas. Speaking of hater niggas. Speaking of hater hoes. So straight men have a tendency sometimes to be some of the chattiest of the patties and some of the most run tail that niggas. Uh, which is a stereotype that's often heaped on women. But I uh, don't know. Men do that shit too. So in Messy <laughs> it, <laughs> In messy, in Messy Man Crush uh Mondays. So Rich so um diabetes gun diabetes dollars.
2: Hey
1: <laughs> Too far? Okay, cool.
2: Hey, go away.
1: <laughs> so diabetes Gonzalez. So so in this finale, so Ruben and Anais decide to work out their marriage. Ruben let her know, like, hey, you do this shit again, I'm putting your ass out. Uh, Which, I. mm, I, Good the hell, look, Ruben. That's all I say. I ain't gonna say good the hell, look, everybody, because I personally don't care for Antis. But I would say good the hell, look, Ruben, because Ruben seems like a stand up dude. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, yeah, he
1: does. He does. He does. He seems like a stand up guy. We still don't know what the fuck that nigga do, <laughs> but whatever it is, it, it got to be legit. Whatever the fuck he do, so they decided to work out their marriage. So that be these dollars besides at this party that they're throwing. I forgot who threw the party, but a
2: party.
1: yes, it was Spars' party. So bitch dollars besides
2: bitch dollars.
1: He decides. That he gonna tell Ruben, congratulations on y'all working out y'all marriage. Because after Ruben saw him, Ruben didn't even. Ruben went to Rich like, hey, look, we're working out our marriage. No hard feelings. I know she lied to you about us getting a divorce or whatever. Let bygones be bygones. No bad blood. You know, good night. You know, can I buy you a drink or whatever? Extending the olive branch. This nigga, bitch dollars decides to tell to be like, hey, you know, all good, bro. I mean, good luck with that. Uh, she showed her pussy to my man, Jaquay. Uh, go, Candace, just, just go. Go.
2: You hating ass, dirty macking ass, jealous ass, the power of the mad pussy has been stripped <laughs> from you ass nigga. <laughs> what is your purpose? <laughs> <laughs> You wanted nothing to do with that girl. You won't be left alone. She left you alone. <laughs> you run go. back and tell her husband some shit that ain't had nothing to do with you. <laughs> nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you.
1: Yo, first of all.
2: For no reason other than the fact that you are jealous. You know, (laughs) that shit there, man. Go
1: ahead. Rich, first of all, first of all, I can't stand your hands.
2: (laughs) The power of the maddy pussy has been stripped from Beach Dallas.
1: Oh, you, I really cannot stand you, I swear. But first of all, I agree. And obviously London does too. Secondly, Rich Dallas went full lipstick alley. He went full lipstick alley. And I I was thoroughly disgusted. I, was, I felt so bad for Ruben. He just got his wife back. They working the shit out. And normally I cannot stand Anais. But when she came over, first of all, she knew what time. It was as soon as she saw Rich, that's number one. She dude.
2: was like, "What is he doing over there?"
1: And then Jonathan was with her, and also usually Jonathan get on my nerves. But in this situation, I can't be mad at either one of them. They read Rich for fucking feel.
2: Nigga said, "Rich dollars is a vagina."
1: You know what? I was like, you know what, Jonathan? Fair, fair, fair. I Who's listen. I, look that was some hater hole or, or until that messy uh, messy um I can't think of a male name that start with m messy mario Let, let's go with that messy mario ass bullshit like just why that why, why would you say that to Ruben and he come over extending an olive branch when most dudes even if the you know the fact that N.I.E live to rich most dudes would won't rich's fade yeah so the fact that this man came over like, "Hey, bygones be bygones, no bad blood," extending an olive branch to your to your messy ass, and if you to pull some shit like that, not only disrespecting him, then also throwing Jacquey under the fucking bus, like Rich, you have you. This is why your mama read you for fifth, Rich, because you have learned nothing. Nothing. This
2: is why your mama read... You have to learn how to mind your business. This
1: is why your This is why your mama was like, "I don't believe you, Richard." Bitch dollars. Bitch dollars. Bitch dollars. God, Correct. if it wasn't for the fucking, he was gonna be our truly trash of the week. But we, I, earlier we had to drag the lawmakers in my stupid ass state. But he a close second. Goddamn it, cause that shit was. I, Rick, uh, Ruben should have beat the insulin out of that nigga. <laughs> hey, listen, should have put that nigga
2: in a diabetic
1: coma. Right. right, I'm sorry, like Rich, you have learned nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Anyway, uh, so, so was there anything else that happened in this finale? I'm trying to think. No,
2: no, Let's go. We about to go to Miami because I'm ready for Miami.
1: Ooh. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack with Miami. So first um, of all... oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Where we gonna start at? Let's start with Malik and them.
1: That's where I was gonna go.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, Malik. Malik is an insecure gay man, so much so that he's really homophobic and constantly taking it out on everybody else and kind of tired of it. On top of the fact that from the first time I saw Malik come across my TV screen, nothing about him said sishet. Nothing about him said straight male. He has always looked and acted like a flamboyant type gay man.
1: Right. Oh, His mannerisms, the way he carries himself. I mean, the motherfucker, the, the way he dresses, like the motherfucker wears chiffon. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here?
2: Like, let's fucking talk about it. And like, I,
1: help me understand. I,
2: I have an issue with even gay men using the F word maliciously. I know that gay people use it in the community at times the way we use nigga as right. like a term of, you know, colloquial yeah. adobio. Right. interaction and endearment. But you could tell when uh first of all, when Prince sent that band of I don't know if it was it wasn't Mariachi. It kind of reminded me of like a New Orleans style type of band, like something you would see at yeah. Mardi Gras into Michelle Pooch whatever party. First of yeah. all, that is how you get under somebody's skin without throwing drinks in their face and getting physical.
1: Yeah, I, I that's my type of carrying on. Like when I first saw it, I was like, nigga, did he bring Wakanda
2: to Miami? Yeah, that's what it felt like. Two like, it two it spiced up that dry ass whatever the fuck she was having because that shit was corny. Right. First of all, that was
1: the that was the first of all that shit was dead. That's number one. <laughs> that shit was dead, and that that shit was Silence of the Lambs. That shit was dead with a T dead. So him doing that, even exactly. though it was, petty. it was
2: dead as T'Chaka one eye.
1: All right. All right. Okay. 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 I mean, you didn't lie for him, but still. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you are a terrible person Correct <laughs> But yes So in, in Prince's act of petty It actually, it, you know what, it, it worked out both ways Her, her event got turned up Except for Malik Malik Wildin And also he got his petty on That's my type of carrying on When you can Listen, when you can make your enemies your footstool And not be malicious to you or your enemies That's my type of carrying on um, oh, That shit it made yeah, me so, happy Right, that's the, that's the type of carrying on I goes up for. But the fact that, see, a couple of things with Malik. One, not only is he homophobic, which is fucked up and wrong regardless of who it is, but you're homophobic towards your own. And then the, even the way that you came out on this, on this show was trash because you came out cheating with your ex who was cheating with you on his current boyfriend at the time. So the way that you even came out, I, you know, and, 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 again, I'm, you know, I, I listen, I know my sis head place, So I know, you know, my boundaries and shit, but I would think, and, and, um, even like me and Curtis were talking about this when he came on, like the, the, just the way that he came out was just so trash because yeah, I mean, you come out when you come out, but to come out, essentially doing, like, cheating with somebody who's doing the significant other wrong, like, that is just that's trash, you know there really ain't no other way to come around it and then, which, speaking of Malik, that'll come full circle in a in a second, but I just like, the way that he carried himself the way, like, he talked to those people, like, at first I didn't know what the fuck he said, but then I had to go back and look at the video, um, on the website, and then, you know, when they show what they said, and I was like, oh, this nigga is using the F word and you you just coming to grips, quote unquote, with your sexuality? Like what? Like you might as well has has have, have stayed in the closet and pretended to be straight because that's shit straight niggas do. Use that word, like the fuck. And then the fact that the fact that fucking Prince, a straight man, um, allegedly, my, my, <laughs> that's that's a joke for Curtis. I'm sorry, but <laughs> the fact that Curtis, I mean, the, the fact that Prince had to go. The fact that Prince, a straight man, was apologizing for a gay man being homophobic to gay people—what?
2: <laughs> huh? Yeah, that shit was yeah. completely weird. And Prince, like, dude, I didn't know you was gonna be here. After he said that, that should have been the end of conversation,
1: right? Like, that should have like, been the end. Like, he, like he took it like that's the other thing I don't get. Like, he took it so personal. You know what I mean? Like, which, which is funny how. The shoe is on the other foot because although it wasn't his fault, when Prince had that pool party, when Bobby, uh, when Jeffrey was there with Malik and Bobby showed up and fucked shit up, Prince, even though it wasn't uh, Malik's fault, Prince did not blame Malik for that. And Malik apologized, but Prince was like, you know, we all good, bro. Just like, hey, like you got to, you know, you my bro, I love you, but you know, sometimes you got you got to move with a little bit of discernment too. Like you gotta, you know, pick your spots and like if shit looking, you know, shit looking looking a little looking a little crazy, you gotta move, you know, just Michael Jackson slide to the left a little bit. But where the shoe is on the other foot, you just berating Prince. Just like like Prince doing this shit to you himself personally. Like, what? I'll just Malik Trash. That's that's we that's really all I got, Malik Trash. Yeah,
2: I that keep him.
1: Yeah, keep, keep him on. Keep him. Uh, send so, him to
2: hell. He don't deserve to be in the community.
1: Right. Yeah, just go straight to hell. He he can be in the hell community.
2: Correct.
1: Uh, speaking keep of him. him oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Oh, no, I was about to say uh so I'm Jeffrey should be tired of being treated like Jazz from Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you got to get your own apartment. I know is a damn no. You don't got time to, to play house with people you ain't been with, but a hot second.
1: Right. You do First of all, this nigga done. This nigga done cheated on two exes, and then got kicked out of both places. That's got to be a record in the span of just six episodes. That's got to be like a record or some shit. Got it. However, however, many episodes, I think it, it can't be no more than like eight episodes. We ain't had in Miami, I think, because it was kind of a short season. Because Atlanta was about to start uh, next week or so, ain't
2: it? Yeah, March nineteenth.
1: Yeah, so first of all, we done had a short se- first season, which I think it was because I mean, the finale next week. But uh but yeah, so this nigga Jeffrey done two time on uh, two X's, then uh, got kicked out of both, and then uh, got dragged by both. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just you 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 your shooting percentage is very, very poor right now, Jeffrey. You just need to be by yourself, get your house in order. Get you a house <laughs> and then get your house in order. <laughs> Cause goddamn, goddamn Jeffrey.
2: Yeah. Uh, first off, Jeffrey didn't do anything wrong. He didn't. Let me say that
1: honestly. He didn't this, didn't time. Do anything wrong this time. time.
2: This time. Right. Um.
1: Cause I mean, we can't forget he still tried mean, this time.
2: You have this thing where they feel like you got to be at odds with every ex. and I don't believe that. Me either. I don't feel like you need to be at odds with every single ex, First and foremost. Correct. Um, two, going to support another gay artist, I I feel like that's your almost responsibility in the community, especially when hip hop is so homophobic and the music scene in general is so homophobic, like R&B, uh, hip hop, so much homophobia, especially towards black men. Women could get away with it a little bit, but men, black men aren't allowed the right to be homophobic in in hip hop. Like aren't allowed to be gay and open in hip hop, pardon right. me.
1: Right.
2: So I, I don't think know, it was
1: I well, not to cut you off, i just want to make a quick point. I think considering how Jeffrey and Bobby ended off and the, also the point that you just made, I thought it was very big and a good thing that um that 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 uh that Jeffrey went because you can tell Bobby still cares for Jeffrey even though he even though Jeffrey cheated on him, and also Jeffrey, no matter how he manipulative he wanted to be and how tough he would try to act he she still cares for Bobby even though Bobby hit him. And like you said, I'm also of the mindset that you don't have to be at odds with every ex now if, you know if they do some foul shit, you know, like then okay, but like if it was just something where it's like you know, it just didn't work out or whatever. Then you don't need to be at odds with every ex or whatever. And even if it did, in bad, if y'all can reconcile and still be cool, I think that's okay. Like, like again, like I didn't see an issue with Jeffrey going to Bobby's, even. And obviously, it meant a lot to Bobby. You know, they embraced. They was oh, they was cordial. They was actually smiling and hugging and all that stuff. I thought it was very good, and. Yeah. And this nigga Malik, this nigga Malik had Jeffrey shit out the fucking door when he came back. Right. <laughs> like what Mad weird. And speaking of Malik's homophobia, he is really homophobic towards more feminine gay men. Because he degrades Bobby. He calls Bobby a creature. He calls Bobby a punk pejoratively. And you can tell this in the way that straight people do. Uh, Say pejorative towards gay men, calling them them a punk and stuff. Like he um, talks about Bobby's makeup, all this and the third. And it's like my nigga, like as feminine as Bobby is, and and obviously not all the time because he he can turn up and be irritating. But recently, the way that he has moved as like a talent and like as an artist, he is more man than you will probably ever be, Malik. And, like, that's the truth in the true shade. Like, Bobby is more of a man than you probably will ever be because you are too. It, Bobby is a proud gay man. You are an insecure, internally homophobic gay man. And it shows in your misery and you taking it out on everybody because honestly, if, this is what I always say. If you're going to drag somebody for being trash, drag them for being trash. Don't drag them for some shit that ain't trash and then try to harp it on acting like you dragging them for a just reason. Because there wasn't no reason for you to be that goddamn mad with Jeffrey. Especially, especially the how you and Jeffrey got together. I'm sorry, but if you and Jeffrey got together in clownery, you don't, you have no, well, I don't want to say you don't have no right, but it looks mad funny you have an issue with jeffrey doing clownery and i'm using that in quotes because again in this situation jeffrey wasn't doing clownery it's mad funny seeing you be mad at jeffrey doing clownery saying that's how y'all got together was clownery that is very interesting malik very very interesting
2: very interesting
1: and by interesting i mean you need to have a coke and a smile and get the peanut butter off your tongue for you sounding like that and shut the fuck up
2: hey Did you just tell that man to get the peanut butter off his goddamn tongue?
1: Yes, you cannot tell me that motherfucker don't talk like he got jiffy on his goddamn tongue every motherfucking episode. I'll wait for the lie.
2: That's enough. Okay,
1: cool.
2: All right. That's enough. Okay. All right. Tired of you. All
1: right. You can't tell you. Like you know what Malik sounds like, Like... like Like, <laughs> like if Elmer Fudd was in vogue, it would be Malik.
2: Hey, go away.
1: Okay,
2: cool, all right. Just saying, you
1: mm-hmm.
2: ain't live, but still. All right,
1: fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, Malik, yeah, Malik is trash, and I ain't got time. And Jeffrey, get your own place so you won't get keep keep getting put out. Cause goddamn. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like you might as well live in a goddamn car like Steve Harvey did at this point. Jesus Christ. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah. I, oh shit, shit, shit! What else happened this episode?
2: Uh, Trina and Bobby lights. Yeah,
1: tri- y'all. Oh yeah, t- I, I knew we was in the ballpark. Yeah, Trina and Bobby. So go ahead, cause you had thoughts on this. I, I
2: had some thoughts on this. So initially, when we saw Trina and Bobby lights together, Trina basically said, "Bobby too extra. He always coming around, turned up. He doing this, he doing that. She don't want that energy around her." And at first I was like, okay, cool. I feel that. I got you. And then it clicked on me one day. You friends with Trick Daddy, a misogynist, uh, in the past, a homophobe?
1: Now, p- p- don't lose that train of thought. Don't lose that train of thought. I would like to say this. It surprised me that Trick Daddy was a homophobic towards Bobby. Now, with that said, like you said, like he definitely has been homophobic in the past, and it may just be a thing where he still could be homophobic, but he's just not homophobic towards Bobby. You know, we just saw that one instance, but I it surprised me that he was not homophobic with Bobby, and it also seemed like he genuinely admires Bobby's talent because Bobby is talented. He just he be wilder sometimes. So, I mean, I, want, I ain't gonna sit here and lie, but I do agree. I, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down with your point, which I will let you continue, friend. Just want to throw that out though.
2: Uh, no way. But you, as a as an artist, are around all types of people all the time. The gay community go up for Trina all the time, and the type of gay men that mess with Trina music are Bobby Lights. Mm-hmm. It's the Bobby Lights that love Trina music. Mm-hmm. Trick Daddy is obnoxious, and I'm pretty sure at the height of his career, he was turned up and hella extra, and always had some shit going. Mm-hmm. So for that to be Trina reckoning for how she reckons not. Supporting or being there or doing anything Related to Bobby and his his Attempt to get his music career off the ground I'm calling bullshit and shenanigans
1: You know what because
2: There's no way you gonna tell me you rather, you rather work with Tip Drill Who nothing taking nothing from her I never really heard Too much of her music to say how good or bad It is but not hearing Any of her music at this Day and age in social media lets me Know how good or bad it is you going up, you letting tip oh, you letting tip drill open for you and this, that and the third. But you telling me it's it, you telling me giving your your cousin a shot when he has clear talent is, is not something you could do because he a little he flamboyant and he a little loud and obnoxious. Girl, good fucking night. Some of the men that Trina has worked with on music have been Bobby Light in a straight man in straight man form. Loud, obnoxious, drunk, turned up, high, disrespecting women. Yeah, this is, you know, I'm not even trying to be.
1: No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, I don't disagree with you. I think, I think what it is, I think Trina would have a point if it was solely that Bobby shouldn't feel like he is old to be put on just because he, he Trina cousin, which I think that's a valid point. But when Trina goes into,
2: even there, let me say this I don't think it's a valid point. Let me say this. And when you talk about white people yeah, yeah. they so when white people get some power what's the first thing they do put their family and friends on yeah. love <laughs> to said yeah <laughs> what's, uh, what's Miley Cyrus daddy name uh Bobby uh, Ray Billy
1: Ray yeah Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> Billy, Cyrus I think Billy
2: Ray Cyrus who built his fame and fortune from being a country star winning and, and and built his daughter a Disney empire as Hannah Montana yeah, I... White. White people do what we turn our noses down at all the time, and they turn it into generational wealth. Even at her greatest decline, Miley Cyrus is still getting Disney checks. Yeah. That's a she, thing. Uh,
1: she also, you know, rebranded herself after the hip-hop shit didn't work out. She retreated back to the whiteness. But, that's but you know, yeah. Picking I, up which I, do, down.
2: I do honestly and truly feel like it's okay to give your family and friends the stepping stone when you know there's talent there. I'm not just saying pull a Trump and give your kids a job that you know they can't do. Right. (laughs) I'm not saying pull a Trump. But when you know it's clear-cut talent there and you have the avenues and you have the connections to help your family get attain wealth and not be latched onto yours, you give them the opportunity. I don't care how you feel about Bobby because the fact of the matter is what Bobby is, who Bobby is, how Bobby will represent, there's an audience for him. There's an avenue for a gay, a, an openly gay rapper. And you refusing to ex- help your cousin explore that lane, I do feel like Trina is kind of trash for that. And it was evident because when Joy told Trina about Bobby's listening party for his new single, she often had to twist Trina's hand to get her to go.
1: Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like she really didn't even want to be
2: there. Yeah, she didn't really even want to be there and was like, oh, my God, he got talent. So in all of this, this was the first time you actually listened to your cousin's body of work, which when Bobby went on that podcast and pretty much told the truth and that Trina don't support anything he does, never has, don't, don't put nothing behind him, don't even listen to his music, don't do none of that, and he was telling the truth, and he had a right to tell his truth. Let me get that out there. He had a right to tell his truth. He didn't lie because Trick Daddy was also on the podcast and the way Trick Daddy said it he's heard some of Bobby's music before that single wasn't the first time
1: yeah he, he should, spoke of you.
2: Bobby being talented as if he's heard more than one song from Bobby like and he was like you are talented there is a lane for you in this industry you need to explore you need to keep pushing he can't even get that from his blood cousin
1: yeah i mean i hear you i hear you. i don't like i said i wouldn't disagree i I feel you on the the old thing. I do. Um, like like I I feel like if Trina would keep would have kept it at solely the flamboyance, even though it would have been, I mean not the flamboyance, but like the old thing. Even though you know you can argue with holes in that, like you just did, and you know I I hear you. I think who she would have kept it at that, it would have came off more across because it basically comes off as like she can't really support Bob because Bobby problematic, which. Okay, but then look at Trick Daddy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> uh,
2: it's like okay, look at Trick Daddy. Okay, you dated Lil Wayne. Okay, you dated James Harden. You dated some niggas who say problematic things on a really consistent basis. Yeah. So this high horse you're sitting on, I don't understand it. I feel like she could have talked to Bobby and been like, "Hey, Bobby, um, you, I want to support any and everything you do, but I need you to be more of a professional." Yeah, now, that's that's one they- thing. Yeah, because
1: have have you can yeah. definitely critique that about Bobby and it's absolutely valid because he do, you know, he because I think we said it on the on the podcast before. He don't really have a business acumen. Now, he could be getting that with this episode going forward. We'll have to continue to see. But I think that is valid. Like he some he got to learn how to have some business decor.
2: Correct.
1: Now that that I feel Trina can say to him and it be accurate and she wouldn't be wrong the, in that. But
2: the way Trina has come at Bobby, it has been like she hasn't listened to shit he's done, don't care. You you loud and you rude and you and you this and you that and the third. So I'm good on anything pertaining to you. And I feel like that is shit. I feel like it is shit. Because Trina being a former stripper and this, that, and the third, imagine Trick Daddy. Treating her the way she treats Bobby, girl, you ain't none but a goddamn stripper. Nobody want to hear no fucking strippers rap.
1: Tighten
2: up. Yeah, nobody want to Nobody gonna respect you in the music game. You a stripper. Like, had that been her same, had that been how she was treated, we wouldn't know who the hell a Trina is. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like, like I'm on the fence about how Trina carries Bobby. But let me say this, Bobby, that little single slap behind. Agreed. That. you did that, I like that shit, right, I'm with you there
1: right that it, it, that was that was it Bobby i i i I got admit I was like, oh okay, this is a little bop. all right,
2: yeah, like that okay
1: keep uh keep that energy Bobby, and just you know you use some decorum sometimes please, <laughs> please, I ain't saying like when you justify to turn it up, turn up, but otherwise you know sometimes just just use a teen bit of decorum, Bobby, just a tinch. turn that. It. Right. So, you know, so, sometimes go natural. Don't put on the Fenty sometimes.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but I think that's it for Miami. Next week is the season finale of Veronica Vega and Amara. I can
1: already yeah. tell by the preview that Young Hollywood is going to annoy us because he's Young Hollywood and he's still trash. I was just like, they're all,
2: they're all annoying me at this point and I'm tired of it.
1: That's, that's, that's valid. That's valid.
2: Keep them all. That's valid. yeah. Um, Let's go to the last show for the week. Let's get to Black Ink. And I feel like we got two main points to cover here Sky and uh, oh shit and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Let's go to oh shit and Nikki. Nikki ain't pregnant. Then,
1: <laughs> short, sweet, to the point.
2: Nikki's not pregnant. Then, let me tell you something. <clears throat> I've been pregnant. You can hear the proof of my pregnancy right here. <laughs> Nikki said she was eight months pregnant. I think in pregnancy weeks at eight months, you, if you actually think of months, you think like eight months is 32 weeks, but it's a little bit more because when you take into account the month that you have to take into account, um, how like every month is not a perfect four weeks or whatever. Right. You got them few leftover days and shit, whatever case at eight months, Nikki would be about 36 weeks. That's eight months. I think that's what they consider eight months in pregnancy weeks. Yeah, and then nine yeah nine months is if you make it to, to forty weeks, basically, give or take. Yeah. Um, at thirty six weeks, pretty, and I'm just breaking this down because I don't want y'all to feel like I'm being malicious. And how can another mom be malicious? And this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. At thirty six weeks, you are one week away from being full term. If you give, if you have to give birth early, like let's say a woman has like preeclampsia, Or she's really high risk because she's a diabetic like I was a diabetic or whatever the case may be. If I would have gone into labor or if something might have been wrong, like my blood sugars would have been super high and they couldn't control them or something. They would have taken London at 37 weeks because she was fully capable. Her lungs were developed. Everything was what it should have been. She could have been she could have came into the world and she would be okay. At eight months, that means Nikki's 37 weeks. She's one week from being technically full term. Why in the previews we don't see no baby? For next week,
1: so I mean, math ain't math.
2: Now, unless they cut them previews to look shady like that, ain't no baby.
1: Yeah, which which you know, I wouldn't put it above them because I mean, this is this is Big Fish and VH1, so I wouldn't put it above them to be shady.
2: So, so I I re I reword what I'm saying based on the previews from next week, ain't no baby. Yeah, she wasn't pregnant.
1: Yeah, based on the, pre- the way
2: the way the previews look, sh- there's no baby in sight. Now, I could be wrong. Yeah, and the editing could be. Shady like that. And she very well could have had a baby and the baby's spot perfectly healthy in A B C D E F G. Yeah.
1: And you know, like we, we have been wrong on the podcast before, so you know we'll come back to the next episode and say we're wrong. You know, we're not above that. It's just the way but that the
2: way it looks, ain't no, she was never pregnant. Yeah. Because when oh shit is like, where's the baby? And she like, uh uh them, and she's sitting on the couch, she ain't in the hospital. So some not adding up. Two plus two is not equal in four. The shit equaling chew, Correct. So. And Nikki is a scammer from way back, way back in the gap.
1: Because mm-hmm.
2: you got to be a whole weirdo and a scammer to have baby registries and you ain't been pregnant.
1: When you do the scammery.
2: So, oh shit, gonna run down to Atlanta to see what's going on with Nikki and this baby that she just sprung on him. And I'm I'm willing, to, I'm anxious to see what kind of lies this broad been told.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be V interesting.
2: Yeah, I don't care for Nikki. At yeah.
1: all. Yeah, she trash. So that's know. that's that's about that on that.
2: That's about that
1: Scott. Um oh oh wait wait, wait, wait. the um well, it ain't minor, but good good for uh Walt and old girl, the receptionist have to get her name for not being weirdo.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And her putting uh water on with somebody new. And congratulations to Young Bay. She also got engaged as well. L-
1: so listen, listen
2: is living her best life and i
1: Yes, Young Bay is living her best. The, the Bible says, "Do not touch my anointed," because Young Bay is living her best life right now. She, she, her mama's okay. Her mama confronted her, her abusive ass daddy. Her daddy out the picture. She is, is, she is engaged, She's pregnant, just out here, just being cute and pregnant. Young Bay is out here flourishing.
2: Flourishing. So, congratulations to Young Bay and her fiance. He Correct. seems like. A nice guy. He was so excited when she announced she was pregnant. That made my heart swell. Right. And uh, congrats to them. I saw her on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram. And she's just as cute and pregnant as she could be. And um, it also looked like the shop manager Tatiana is pregnant too.
1: Mmm. Yeah. I'm mm, shooting up the club in 115.
2: <laughs> yeah, you stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guy. fuck you. Let me leave with that. Fuck, <laughs> you, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bitch, fuck you. Who the fuck are... What? what? Let me tell you something, bitch. Okay? You... Keep going.
1: I got a sound. I got, I'm got. i gonna pull up a sound cue though for, for Scott. Keep going.
2: You claim that your mom gave your kids up for adoption while you were in jail. Now, I don't know the specifics of jail and adoption and kids and this, that, and the third because I've never been to jail, bitch. I'm not no felon. So I can't tell you. i never even been arrested, bitch. I, listen... I'd be living my best life out the way of the legal system. When you went to jail, Scott, you was 18. So I'm wondering how, as as an adult legally, somebody was able to give your kids up for adoption without you signing any papers. I don't know the specifics. I'm not even about to Google it. What I will say is when you got your ass out of jail, instead of getting your life together so you could get your kids back, you went and started a whole new life as uh, the mixie of, New York in tattoo shops. You, ne- you never went back to get your kids. Never went back after your kids. You never did. And so the fact that you feel obligated to have a relationship with them is disgusting. Those kids don't owe you shit. Please you awesome. let them to be raised by a white woman who looks Please like be- Gilbert Grape's mother. <laughs>
1: follows I got this uh, uh we sky we we here at the Ratchet uh Ramblin podcast want to send you a special uh want to send you a special message and we just want to say this guy Oh
2: fuck you fuck you fuck
1: you fuck you fuck you oh, fuck you fuck you fuck you Fuck you, you Scott.
2: Um, so, I just recently saw Scott on Instagram with her youngest son, and that's nice that they have a relationship, but that oldest son still don't want shit to do with Scott, and I don't think he ever will because I think he truly understands just how trash he is.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it makes sense that the youngest one will be more forgiving and all that with um, Scott, but that oldest one.
2: Yeah, that, that oldest, oldest one. Like, that connect- was...
1: He like nah you still trash.
2: Um shout out to Kitty for being about to get in sky ass.
1: Listen. Listen, let me tell you something.
2: Kitty was fed up. Kitty normally get on my nerves, but she was truly she truly checked the fuck out of sky.
1: Listen. Listen, let me tell you something. Kitty, if I don't know what the I don't know what the inverse of our truly trash or the week would be for people that do outstanding.
2: The treasure.
1: Truly, there you go. Kitty, ah, you are truly a treasure. Truly a treasure. Show that's gonna be the show title, by the way. <laughs> True, Kitty, you are truly treasure. Listen, normally you like Candace said, you are annoying, but bravo, 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 Kitty, you the real MVP. Listen, let me tell you something. Now, why
2: London was in here clapping with you?
1: That see, London, London knows her uncle. She see, London, London knows the good teeth. That's what it is. She knows the good teeth. <laughs> but listen. I appreciate when people can check trash people without it being a whole production and just focusing on that trash individual. I can appreciate that. Because Kitty had a dead set to not only check Scott if it was not for the goddamn security. She would have knocked the fuck out of Scott. And I would have been here for it. Her.
2: Yeah. Also, it's not lost on me how Kitty don't give a fuck about none of C's his gestures. Of getting
1: back in her good graces, yo, yo, cause we—that's the one thing I, we forgot uh, last week—is that sees, uh, and then and also being a, a good human being, which is still weird. He also still kind of trashed a little bit because he's trying to get back in Kitty good graces. Cause I don't know to try to fuck or whatever. And Kitty's like, "Yeah, that's cool. You apologize, whatever, and I appreciate it." But yeah, this Kitty factor is closed. <laughs> yeah,
2: he like ain't no more Kitty around here. Kitty daddy. ain't no more Kitty. No more Kitty. Yeah, so that was uh I think the season finale. No, nah, maybe it's some more episodes. But next week the preview looked lit because C's gonna try to sit down and talk to Scott oldest son, and and my guy gonna push the table to his side to try to beat C's the fuck up. So yeah. I'm ready. My body is ready. Dieta. Ugh, finally. Yes. Waiting
1: correct so I want to make a quick um so little women came back and it wasn't much um thankfully um uh Juicy um, didn't have cancer um good for her and I think is it Amanda or, hold on wait I got first of all motherfucking Sam girl you grown as hell acting like you in goddamn middle school trying to like trying to to, to date a boy like girl you grown as hell. This ain't no damn do you like me, yes or check, yes or no damn little and shit. The fuck had fucking minute. and I think was it money? Yeah, I had them had over there and like, oh, he likes me hee Girl, you're a grown ass woman. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. That annoyed me so goddamn much. <laughs> like, shit she was talking about oh you're making me a little red over here a uh, hee hee he, uh, he, hee hell you grown as hell what <laughs> the hell is wrong with you Sam the hell? <laughs> you, London laughing at me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it was bad because little, little, little women was been, been dry really which is disappointing because it was, it was juicy because I went back and watched the other season because I had to catch up it was juicy before but now nah, it's kind of dry yeah. Kind of, but but motherfucking grown-up hip-hop atlanta so hip-hop atlanta was kind of dry too um good for um ayana yeah having surgery good for her dad showing up um yeah. good for her dad and her girlfriend being supportive yep um the hope her speed recovery um johnny blaze and bow wow made up which cool Uh. Motherfucking JD, damn. Um, what you, Alexa, call that nigga? I don't forgot. what y'all call him. A, 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 a chill planner some, some some shit you call y'all called him. That nigga ugliest in you. Yeah. His motherfucking. I, I like all the other episode his motherfucking daughter read his answer fifth about how lame he is with that goddamn suit he had. That windbreaker. Yes. Yes. Um. So. It was kind of dry, but it was some nice moments. But I really just want to talk about Brandon Nash real quick. So, first of all, shout out to his friend. I forget her name. But I, listen to me, and Candace can attest to this. I appreciate friends who will love you, but will also let you know when you are wrong. And Brandon's friend, I forget her name, but she was like, um... Yeah, I get that you're going through, and trust me, I'm your friend. I know that you be going through, and you have things that do affect you and that you do go through, but at the same time, you also wrong. And I appreciate that because I feel like, and no shade, but I feel like, especially in this day and age and how long we don't been on social media and just living and shit, it's not enough people that will be like, "Hey, look, I'm your friend. I love you. I'm not gonna toss you away, but you also wilding and you wrong right now, and I appreciate that shit." So, right. this is here where I get my issue with Brandon. So, motherfucking Brandon, talk the deal. they like, "Look, you got to get out my house. Like, I love you, but you've been wilding. And you got to get out my house." This nigga start boohooing and is like, "You just don't know deal." Like, I love you, but I just have so of, of stuff going on and y'all don't see the real me and stuff. And it's like, nigga, even if that's true, that don't give you an excuse to do the shit that you have done to these people on the on the cast. Fucking Zanique, Regine, motherfucking Deb, motherfucking acting herself. Your mama, Yo, you like ain't no God mama. That's my mama. OK, cool. Then why you been mistreating your mama all this goddamn time? Like, you you boxing with your demons and I took the shit out on everybody else? That shit ain't cool. Uncle like, Dan, what you... go? Listen to me. I'm human. I go through shit. I don't put that shit on the people that I love. I don't put it... Whatever I'm going through internally, I feel like as an adult, whatever I'm going through internally be it good, bad, indifferent, I don't use that as an excuse to be trash to other people in general. Damn sure, especially not people that I love. So I'm sorry, but Brandon don't get to use that shit as an excuse for how he been wilding on Dave that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you you, you still trash, Brandon. I mean, God bless you and good to hell look and whatever journey you're going through from which by the preview is probably, it probably for the most part looks like it's gonna be like a, like he coming out as like and I could be wrong, you know, but it seems like he gonna come out as like, I'm gay when it's when it's kind of like, uh, kind of duh. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's his journey or whatever. But yeah, nah, I, nah, he don't get no pass from me using whatever demons he boxing with or going through as an excuse to how he don't talk to Deb and talk shit about Deb and Zyneek and Regine and everybody. And nah, nah, not move. Sorry, sorry, not sorry, not move.
2: Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm not a Brandon friend, uh, fan at all. I think he's too goddamn old to always be in some shit. And right. as one of the oldest people, one of the oldest quote unquote hip hop kids, he should know better. And like Dad told him, you got bigger shit to focus on. Like you supposed to be trying to start a label. How you always in some shit when you supposed to be starting a goddamn label?
1: Right. Moguls don't move like that.
2: Yeah. So For the amount
1: of shit that you talk.
2: Correct. Yeah. I think that's really all I had.
1: Mm, Same. Same. So, yeah. So, um, we, uh, I think that's about it, friend. I think that's it.
2: Yeah. So we go get up out of here. And we hope that y'all enjoy the rest of y'all weekend. And for those of you over in winter states, stay strong. Spring Uh is coming. God bless you. Uh, it's tax refund time. Go treat yourself to some red lobster cheddar bay biscuits.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
2: And one of them fancy drinks with a pineapple and a, and a cherry in it. Correct. And, uh, go, go, be great.
1: Yeah, be be a greater ho and not a hater ho. Um, and and never go full rich dollars.
2: Yeah,
1: rich dollars. Bitch, sugar, sugar Gonzalez. Um, uh, I don't, I forgot. I think I don't know if it was even you, or Curtis, that called a nigga that. But I want to know. I want you to know that I hate and love both of you niggas all at all at once.
2: Thank you so much, friend. We do what we can.
1: <laughs> but. <laughs> You all be good to yourselves, be good to others We gonna get up out of here, we will be back next week And hopefully with all With everything wrapping up And reunions starting, we will have Theata! And we will be back To review it, um, as we do every week So, with that said
2: theater, she's
1: been back See, it's coming, it's coming We keep recording this shit, she gonna fuck around and say theater, And we gonna have to, like, officially Have her as, like, the fourth host or whatever I mean, she kinda already is, I mean, she gonna be there Anyway, you know, so But it's fine. So with that, we out.